Thank you, praise team. Raise your hands just a moment. We're going to pray here just a moment, ladies and gentlemen. Father, we just thank you, Father, for the sweetness of your presence. And Father, I pray for just the time we have together this morning, Father, that we will just lay everything aside and let you come in and just love on us, Father, not only as a group, but individually, Father. Not only does this families in here have questions, Father, we have a community in our region that needs to see the light in the hand of God in a mighty way. And so, Father, I pray that we will allow you to work in us and through us so the love of you can be seen abroad, Father, that you get all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to do something on the front end here that I'll remind you on the bottom end. Um, We've kind of changed evening service up a little bit. We're going to play praise and worship music just abroad, and we're going to open the sanctuary up, and if you want to come in and sit and pray, um, but it's it's like me and Pastor Raji told everyone the other day, we're so thankful for everybody that brought stuff in, and they're bringing stuff in today. We got a church from Bloomfield bringing stuff in. We still got a lot of EMS people out there that needs to come in and eat, 30 or 40 of them, and, but this if I can, if you allow me to say it this way, ladies and gentlemen, this thing is not going to go away in one day. Amen. So every day there's lives being slowly restored. There's, uh, but on the other side, they still have to eat, they sleep. There's just things that has to be done, and for whatever season, uh, abundant grace has been, um, well, earmarked by God, if I can use it that way to be a point that people can come and find some of that. So saying that in and of itself, um, throughout the day we'll have people that will will, will need to sleep. We'll have people that will need to eat. We'll have people that need to just come in and just get along with God. We'll have people that needs to talk. And by doing that, um, we uh, are going to have to adjust evening service so we can just take care of all them areas, okay? It, it, it's not, oh, you're, you're doing service, hey, God's still on the throne, we're still going to heaven. It's okay, folks, okay? <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but it, it's, it's like me and Pastor Roger was talking a little bit ago. Uh, I, I love all doing church with y'all in here, okay? I really do. But for us to be a imprint in the communities, we've we got to get out there too. Amen. So as much as we're in here, we're going to have people out there. And uh, <clears throat> so afterwards, you can get with different ones and find out how we do. But uh, we just want to, just like I had Dean, and thank you so much for looking at that. that. If you want to know on the cuff, keyboard, that's right there. As she had no idea. I, I, I could have gone to ask her who won the Indy 500 last year. She has no idea when I walk up to her like that. But um, this community... And I'm not saying the others are not doing it, but I'm saying for the assignment of Abundant Grace Church, okay? I want to make that clear. We're, we're not the uno muno. There, there's others out here doing many, many great things. We're just a part of brothers and sisters working together for the great I am, okay? So, uh, but I want them to see our assignment out there in the fullness of his glory that we can give them. Amen? Amen? materialistically wise folks we may not be to give them a lot but we can give them the thing that will last forever in his name is jesus 
Amen? Amen. So saying that, if, if you say, I kind of understood that, but I didn't either get with me or Pastor Roger, one of the council, and we'll go through it again, but we're doing a real, real good job, and uh, yeah. That's, there you go, him and them, buddy. Hey, you just made a t-shirt up. You don't have that. Him and them. Him and them. Stop and ask me about it. There you go. Hey, hallelujah. And, uh, but because of that, we've kind of adjusted children's church today and nursery today because we're using that for sleeping quarters and feeding quarters back there. And thank God. Amen. Huh? Thank God. Thank God that we have that availability and facility to do that. And, and thank God, oh, should we all be uh, disc, in a little discomfort sometime, huh? Hey, but you know what? That's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. But the times we're marching in now, it's disruption to the normal is coming. But if we can stand in the assurance of His peace, it will not shake us. It will not shake us. I did not like this, but um, I will tell you this, and you, you probably know this, but let me just tell you this. There is churches and pastors Pastor Roddy's had them, I've had them, others have had them. I even had them this morning, starting at 4 o'clock this morning, that are praying and wanting to know what they can do for this community. I'm talking abroad. Internationals are calling and asking, what can we do for this community? And right now I told one, one of them was going to send four semi-loads of stuff here, an international ministry. He said, I'll call and get them sent. He said, they're, uh, they're 19 hours away, but I'll get them sent there. And I said, I love you, but uh, I, I have to say no right now. <laughs> number one, I don't know what to do with it right now. And number two, uh, uh, we may need that in the future, but not right now. But let me tell you, I said the greatest thing that you can do for right now is pray. Just pray, okay? So that's where we're at, but we do appreciate you being here this morning and people watching online. And for those of you that does not know, we are podcasting now. So if you want to learn how to do that, don't ask me. You need to ask that media back there what the address is. I had a, a lady yesterday that it dropped off here that uh, people watch our church, ladies and gentlemen, okay? And she walked in. She said, oh, she said, i seen where you guys are podcasting now. And I said, yeah, but don't ask me. And she said, uh, I love podcasting. She said, get me that address. And she said, I'll start listening to your services. See, she's not in church, but God's pulling her. See, amen, hallelujah. So <clears throat> that media back there had a vision, the podcast us, uh, and they worked with uh, various other ministries to get it done, and that's where we're at. So thank God, thank God on that this morning, hallelujah. Uh, and if there's anything else that I've missed, uh, raise your hand up afterwards and say, hey, you need to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're kind of a 50-50 team. He remembers what I forgot, and I remember what he forgot, but together we're a whole, you know? <laughs> we're kind of like Paul Harvey. You get the rest of the story, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so to, so when, when you ask something, you really want us together because you'll get the completeness of it. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, <clears throat> now, next Sunday is Easter, and just a reminder on that again, there will be, uh, still, again, be no more uh, Sunday school, and there will be no evening service next week because of Easter. And then the 16th, the following, uh, in the morning service, we have baptism. And uh, I'm going to pray every day that you uh, pray about baptism and what to do. Currently, we have 17 signed up for baptism. That ought to give you a shout, ladies and gentlemen. That ought to give you a shout. Hallelujah. And I, and I, I will tell you that 
if you've already been baptized before, but God's dealing with you, it's not a sin to get baptized again, okay? <laughs> it's not a sin to get baptized again. I just want to talk just for a moment about the only answer we have. And right now, where we're just at in this community, truly, ladies and gentlemen, the only answer that we have is Jesus. It truly is. It's really, it's sad, but it's really things like this that we really start to understand how fragile really life is and how really the plans we make and the decisions we think really does not have a bearing on us having an assurance for tomorrow. Amen? Because we need to make sure that he's the king of kings, Lord. We're going to be in Romans in a little bit, not right now, but we'll be in Romans 5, 8, 9, and 10, if you just want to earmark that for down, down the road. But there was something about Jesus. Everywhere you look through Scripture, there was something about Jesus that drew the lost, the sick, and that are dying. There was something just about the presence of Jesus that just drawed them to him. The, Jesus was born for an assignment, just like each one of us sitting in here today is born for an assignment. You, you, just, you just wasn't appearing. You just, you just didn't arrive, but you came down through the natural birthing canal with the Spirit of the living God with an assignment to impact this world for the love of Jesus. There's many out there walking with an assignment that don't realize they have an assignment, but they do. Every one of us has an assignment. And that is the only reason for this Rurok, the breath of God that's really within us. Jesus, he went to the cross? Yes. Was he innocent from birth? Yes. But he walked to his appointed time at the cross. From the very birth of Jesus, a very young girl named Mary wrapped her newborn son in swaddling clothes. And that was the very image of a sacrificial cloth, a burial cloth, if you will. If you was here for New Year's or uh, Christmas Eve service, you would have realized why he was uh, birthed where he was birthed and why she wrapped him the way she wrapped him because he had became the spotless sacrifice for humanity. And he had an assignment from that moment on to fulfill what the first Adam had lost to regain the redemption of hope, love, and joy for this world. Hallelujah. I think, and sadly, even today, Jesus has become such a small name that we don't understand the importance of really what just saying the name Jesus does, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus changes the atmosphere. Just that name alone has power. There's power in that name called Jesus. Can you say amen? Amen. I don't care. No one know about you. Have you ever been to a spot, place? Don't raise your hand, but have you ever been to a place where you just truly didn't know how to pray? I have. Have you had to say, Jesus, help me. I don't know what to do. I have. There's something just about that name when you say Jesus. See, Jesus, whether we understand it or not, it rattles hell and demons, demons flee because they know the power in that name. But the, what we get caught up in on, it's like I had a, a gentleman running around with me yesterday when we was doing everything, and he got to talking about post-trip, my trip, and, and I just let him talk a minute, and I turned around, and I said, can I be real blunt but honest with you? I said, I don't really care about that. And he said, you don't? I said, no, because I said, you're so fixated on that, you've camped out. I said, everybody around you is going to hell while you're trying to prove your point. 
I said, that's a little strong, but I said, religious people don't do well with me because I said, I don't fit in a box. I said, I don't like everybody that has a word from the Lord. I said, I'm just a different duck, okay? But I'm real. I'm real. I don't try to impress you. Sometimes I got to go to the index to find a chapter. Woo, you're crazy. Oh, no, I do. But I'm real. And I said, the thing that you need to understand is this. Are you ready to make the trip? And I said, I'm going on the first load. You go when you want to, but I'm going on the first load. But I said, are you ready to make the trip? And he looked at me and he said, you know, Pastor, he said, I've never thought about it that way. See, if we're not careful, we'll get hung up on stuff that seems so important that it has nothing to do with the real assignment down there. Our assignment, ladies and gentlemen, is to show a world that has no hope that there is hope. And somebody that thinks death is the end, that that's just the beginning. Amen? That's truly our assignment. Are we going to walk this out, ups and downs? Absolutely. Absolutely. Jesus came all flesh, all man, all spirit, all God, but he walked the ups and downs. He was our example. So as he came down through, from the very beginning, he knew his thing was. So that was a symbolic destiny of Jesus. There was no place too dark that God doesn't know. There's no place too dark that God doesn't go with us. Even in the midst of everything we see around here, ladies and gentlemen, and somebody's going to say, but how? But, but can, can, can I tell you something, how the devil works? There's people today that the devil was able to step in and say, where was your God doing this? Where was your God at this time? See, that's why us, the light carriers, need to come in there, and we need to reaffirm that hope in them. How do you reaffirm hope? I don't know, but he does. If we will allow these vessels to be his voice, he has a way of comforting a situation that we have no words for. But he does. Multitude of situations out here today. Jesus eliminates the dark and brings the light into it. Even when we don't know. John 3.16, the unmerited love. We love that. We say that so much in here. If you've ever went to anything as a child, that's really the first thing they learned you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting love. And Jesus came not into the world to condemn the world, but that through him, what? The world might be saved. So there is an order. That word world means order. So there is an order that needs to come. Palm Sunday is where we're at today. It's just a reminder of the willingness to open our hearts and to follow Jesus. Can you say amen to that? Just open our hearts and follow Jesus. You know how simple that sounds, but how a struggle that is to the carnality side, to lay our desire aside and step in and say, Lord, I'm going to follow you at any cost. That's really what it means when it says, take up your cross and follow me. It's really saying, can you take everything that this carnality man really wants to do and lay it aside and say, Lord, here I am. I'm the vessel for you. Are we under construction? Every day, ladies and gentlemen. I, th I heard a preacher say one time, I can't remember here, I, 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 well, I'm not going to, I may get that wrong, but this is what he said, and I was sharing with Pastor Roger here one day. He was talking about salvation, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only door. But he said when we come through the door, what we need to do is just shut the door. See, many times we leave the door open so we have the threshold of both worlds because that's the way the carnality, carnality man wants it. And that's why we struggle so much because it's our choice, ladies and gentlemen. It's truly our choice. But if we will just walk in and shut the door and stand on this side of the door 
and say, okay, Lord, as messed up as I am, as everything I've got, I know you're going to work on me as we walk this journey, but I'm yours. I'm yours. And as you have I told you many times, if you could ever get a verse down inside of you, Micah 7, 8, it says, Oh, my enemy, when I fall, don't you rejoice. Though I sit in darkness, I shall arise again into the light. And as I have said to you many times, let me just bring that down just to this country boy language. Lord, I messed up today, and I skinned my knees. But I'm going to get up, wipe my tears out of my eyes. I'm going to dust my knees off, and I'm going to keep walking towards you because you're all I've got. That doesn't mean we may not fall the next step, but it means our eyes are focused on the answer. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. When, when you have an answer, there's hope, ladies and gentlemen. When you don't have hope is when there's no answer, but we have hope, and his name is Jesus. Jesus. See how simple that sounds, but it's so simple the devil tries to come and take that hope because he knows that's our only answer. He knows that's our only answer. Not all these things and theological things and people's got this and people's got that. It's just the realness of saying, you know what, I don't have it all together, but he does, but, and he's working on me, but I'm going to let him work through me while we're taking this journey called life. So here we are today in Palm Sunday. We won't be long. There's a lot going on. I don't know. Uh, and, and I want to thank everyone that came out in any way, uh, well, Friday night into Saturday and done anything. I'm not going to mention names because I guarantee you I will miss a name and I don't want to. But I'm going to tell you, uh, everyone did something some way and lives were touched, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you for just stepping up to the plate. Palm Sunday is an event we hear about, and we know all very too well about uh, Jesus entering into Jerusalem, which means peace. So he's coming into peace. He's being greeted by numerous lives, <clears throat> each seeking an answer. <clears throat> we're seeking answers today. Not only is this community seeking answers, but ladies and gentlemen, we're seeking answers. We're seeking answers today. We either believe this word right here that we're getting ready to dive into a little bit, in times like these, or we just say them when everything's good around us and then we go back to what the carnality man wants to say. But truly Jesus is the only answer. So they were seeking an answer. People lined the way. Can you just imagine it? People lined the way, waving palm branches, seeking and shouting for what they thought was the answer they needed. See, many times, even in a Christian life, if we're not careful, we'll be seeking and shouting for an answer that we think will solve the problem. And the whole time, what we're needing is a step back and just let Jesus come in with the answer. Oh, that's not the answer I was wanting. No, but Jesus said that's the answer you need. So here we are. I want to set that stage with you just a little bit. Jesus came in on a donkey, not arriving in on a horse, ready for battle ready to set the atmosphere in their eyes that would be favorable. And see, the world was looking for a conquering king to come in on a horse, ready for battle to set the stage what the Roman government was doing. They was crying out, they're lighting the streets, save us, save us, save us. But when you really look at that word save us, in the Greek, It means Hosanna. 
And that's what they were shouting, Hosanna. But hallelujah means is an expression of praise the Lord for the hope of salvation. See, they were saying save us, but it was save us of my terms. Save me the way I need to be saved. Come in and change things the way I want them changed. Because Rome had made everything a dictatorship and they were saying, I want things restored back the way we like them, the way we want them. But he didn't come in on a horse. He didn't come in riding that great white horse of a king that would rode. He come in on a donkey, which was a very symbol of humility. There's one thing that I have learned as I journey through this thing called life and letting Christ be Christ in me and through me that the first ingredients of him being the most powerful in your life is when humility steps in. Because then you realize it's truly only him. So I want you to take this picture and just put it in your mind. We're, we're drifting back a little bit. Maybe we're in 2023 here in Sullivan, Indiana. But they've lined the streets. It's a dust road. And we've got a government. Woo! Do we ever have a government today? But they have a government that's become a dictatorship. They have a government that is trying to control the very thing. Oh, they did good things, but they was doing things in a very religious way, if I could use that terminology. There's a difference between religion and relationship. And so they saw the answer, the thing that they thought was coming, but it wasn't arriving the way they thought it was going to arrive. It was riding in with humility so... They're still with the palm branches. They're singing, Hosanna, save us, save us. The answer is coming. But he was coming for one answer, and they were seeking another answer. He wasn't coming for the natural answer that they thought, but he was coming for an eternal answer that they needed for the complete salvation. See, sometimes... If we're not careful, we get our eyes fixed on temporal so much that we don't understand the importance of the eternal. And if never, ever, ladies and gentlemen, let's just bring it right down just a little bit. If we just bring down to this community, we have families with loss, not only lives lost, but materialistic things lost. And I'm not saying that's not devastating, but there is one assurance that we have to realize that when we have made the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords everything into our life, I'm not telling you to go in there with the Bible and preach them down. I'm telling you walk in and let the peace and humility of love walk into that situation. Sometimes just standing there and letting them tell you everything does more for them than you preaching to them. Amen? Amen? I rode around with a guy one time. His daughter was 14 years old and she got killed in a farming accident. And I saw him out in the field. And I, and I pulled up and I waited till he came around and I climbed up in the cab of the tractor, been years ago. And I sat in there and made a lap around a hundred acre field with him. And he cried and cried and cried and just told me everything about that child. Not once did I say a word, but I put my hand on his shoulder. And in my spirit I was saying, Lord, comfort him, comfort him. And in the midst of it all, when he came back around to my vehicle, he gave me a hug, and he said, thank you for talking to me. I did not utter a word, ladies and gentlemen, but it was the mere fact that I sat and listened and let his heart pour out, and I let him see the love of God that someone was there in that situation. If we're not careful, we become so spiritual that we... we be, I said this to a lady the other day, and I said it, 
in a way to shove her. Not in a bad way, but in a good way because I wanted her to make up, I wanted her to wake up. Are you judging? No, I'm just I'm a fruit inspector. That's what the Bible tells me to do. But I said, it is amazing in your mind you have arrived so spiritual that people only get recognition around you when you think they're at your level rather than realizing the obedience of sons and daughters just trying to walk this calling out called life. It's called humility, ladies and gentlemen. It's called humility. That's where Jesus was at. I want you to set this stage today. They're looking. Every one of us sitting in here today and watching by airwaves, there's something inside of us. We're looking down this way. Jesus is coming in. And we all have a different thing that we need. We all need an answer, something in our life we need Him to touch. And the answer is coming. We see the answer coming, but it's not coming in the way that we thought it would come. But, it, but, but He's coming. He's coming in. Still in the dustless of the roadway, the uncertainty of the entering in on the donkey, people still stood there shouting, Hosanna, save us. Palm Sunday begins with what many refer to as Holy Week, and ends on Easter Sunday. During this week, biblical prophecy was fulfilled. Jesus, the Word made flesh, we talked about that last week, was stepping into the assignment He was sent to do. Just like each one of us sitting in here has an assignment to do. Even in the midst of the deficits of the way we see ourselves, we still have an assignment on us. Can you, can you, can you receive that? I have an assignment to do for Jesus. Can you say that to yourself? Uh, hey, I'll tell you what better yet. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have an assignment from Jesus. Come on, say it to him. Say, you have an assignment from Jesus. See, because when I tell you to tell it to yourself, you'd say, no, not me, not me. Yes, we, yes, you. You need to recognize that because that is, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, everything we do in this life, take it all away, it all boils down to one thing. The assignment that each one of our vessels has for the King of Kings. If not, his trip to the cross was in vain. And it was not. Our choice may be wrong, but his obedience was pure. Amen? Come on. Come on. Hang on with me. Hang on with me. You're not that hungry. Come on. You're not that hungry. Hallelujah. Jesus stepped into the realm we call earth to save humanity by going to the cross and resurrecting. Jesus endured death. He endured it sacrificially for each one of us. Jesus took the keys to death, hell, the grave, swung the doors of heaven open, and this will allow each one of us to be forgiven of our sins and us by asking Jesus for forgiveness and making Him Lord. You know, that's probably one of the blessing sounds in the church I could ever hear, ladies and gentlemen, is children crying in the pew. Honey, let me tell you something. That's a blessing to me. I want you to know that. That's a blessing to me. Thank you for bringing them children to church. Thank you. That's an honor. That's an, that's, I, I want you to know, honey, that's an honor. Yeah. We need to hear that more, ladies and gentlemen. The cry of the baby in the pew. Come on. Woo! There's your sermon, Pastor Roger. Yeah, give her a hand clap. Hallelujah. Little one, I think you preached a sermon all by yourself there. Hallelujah. So the internal atmosphere 
He gained just by going into the presence of God. If we go to Romans 5, 8 and 9 and 10 there just for a moment. And I want to read this just for a minute. Read out your translations. But God commandeth his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now, I want you just to stop there for just a moment. You can stay right there, Jason. That's fine. I want you to just stop right there just for a moment and think about this. How many times, I'll raise my hand, how many times that I knew God was trying to work in me and I kept pushing that love back. But how the persistence of His unmerited love for me, He kept sending that love to me. Amen? I don't know about you all. Talk about me. I sometimes stay out of trouble. But there, I would have gave up on me the many times I pushed that love back. But he had an unmerited love because he said, the assignment of my love in you is greater than what you know. I was still looking down a road for answers, but I wanted them answers to match up for my desire of what I wanted here. Not what he was trying to establish there. He said, I'm trying to use your life here so people can go there so you can understand the fulfillment of eternal life. So he kept sending that love. Go ahead to the next letter, Jason 9. Much more than being now justified by his blood. So there's something about the blood of Jesus that cleanses all. I know for some of us we say it took more than others, but nevertheless, there's something about the blood. We shall be saved from right through him. So there's only one way, ladies and gentlemen, and his name is Jesus. Can you say Jesus? Jesus, Jesus there's only one way. It's not that way, this way, there's only one way. His name is Jesus. And this world out here, well, I don't want to offend people. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'd rather tell them the truth than try to be a friend and tell them a lie. If you don't know Jesus, you're going to hell. You have to have Jesus into your heart. You have to ask him. There ain't, there, marriage, hey, marriage is between a man and a woman, ladies and gentlemen. You can drop Mike, kick me out, but I'm telling you there's only one marriage between a man and a woman. Don't tell me I think this and love is this and love is that. Love is so good it will tell you that you're in sin. Love is so good it will confront that sin. Love is so good it will pull you out of that sin. Love is so good it will set you straight to the peace. Amen? But we have allowed this world to be a voice for that word and it needs to stop. That word can speak for itself. That word can stand on its own merit. That word was written in love. Sometimes love corrects, ladies and gentlemen. I never did understand it as a little kid when my grandpa said, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Yeah, but I, he wasn't the one getting the clue to Damascus, getting it pounded. I was. Yeah. Flavor that up a little bit. You know, hey, my vocabulary came up. There was a day I couldn't say Cluteus Maxis, you know. I said another word, poop, but no, we're not going to do that. But I understood what my grandpa was trying to tell me. I love you so much, I'm trying to keep you out of stuff that's going to hurt you and harm you. But sometimes your actions brings reactions that I don't want to do, but I have to confront them. His blood... His blood through obedience made a way for me and you through all the trash and all the heartache. It made a way for us to say, Jesus, I'm looking down the road, but for the first time, the scales have came off of my eyes and I see you for the splendor of who you are. See, many times we serve Jesus from a circumstantial standpoint. When it's good, 
I love him. When it's bad, I'm down on him. When it's real bad, I can't figure out what I've done wrong. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. Circumstances change, but his promise never changes. His love never changes. His endurance never changes. His promises says, I never leave you and never forsake you, changes. So we can't let circumstances change that word in our life. Amen? Go to 10, right there. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. There was a time that we was an enemy to this word. There was a time that we was an enemy to this covenant. There was a time that we was an enemy to his promise. That reconcile right there, we won't go over there, but in Corinthians, it, I believe it's first uh, 519, I, I don't, don't quote me on that, but it says that we are ambassadors for the kingdom of God, called to be reconciled so people will turn around. What that really means is this right here. Can our light, can our walk, can our talk, can our image impact lives in such a way that they want to turn from being an enemy of God and turn back around and know the great I am because of what they've watched the endurance of us? People are watching our lives every day, ladies and gentlemen. Have you ever went up to somebody? I have. I had a man in my life. Really? He, beside my grandma, I watched that man. I watched that man go through some hell. That ain't a cuss word. That's a destination. I watched that man go through some hell. And I watched his knees at the altar. I watched him lift his hand. I watched him praise Jesus. I watched him tell people about the great I'm while walking through his valley. And I asked him one time, I said, how can you do that when everything around you is tore up? He said, because inside of me it's still still. Because I know the answer. I said to him, I want to know the Jesus that you know. And he said, it's uh, something you've got to do daily, my friend. Get in that word, get on your knees, and lift him up. That sounds so simple, ladies and gentlemen. But something Janelle told me when we was coming here was, was reading different things at Bibles, and she said, you know what they're taking out of the Bible now? They've done took the cross out in a lot of Bibles. They've done took the blood out in a lot of Bibles. You know the other verse now they're taking out? This only comes by prayer and fasting. See what the devil's doing? He's taking everything that made that covenant pure out so the church that he's trying to raise up will be a powerless church. Without the blood, without the word, without prayer, without him, we're nothing, ladies and gentlemen. But it's a decision that we make. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. So here we are. He's coming down. He's arriving. He's coming in peace. Jesus had to redeem what the first Adam lost. Jesus died to be the way for salvation. Not being good, not doing good deeds, let me see, not living a Christ-centered life the way we see it, but the only way we can enter into the presence of God and the assurance of His eternal salvation is God's way. Can you say amen? See, I have a lot of people say, well, I'm good. That's wonderful. You should be. I do good deeds. That's wonderful. You, you should. Well, I believe that's good, but that doesn't change the circumstance. You have to say, Jesus, you are the way, the only way, and today I stand before you, and I acknowledge to you one-on-one -on -one, that I need you into my heart. 
And I have not let you in, like I said. I've made people think you're in, but you're not in. Now, see, that's called playing Christianity. That's called playing church people. And we have a lot, sadly, in the church. The world's already lost. But what the world is seeing is a camouflaged Christian instead of a sold-out Christian that understands what the peace of kings are. Amen? Amen. I'm looking for the sold out. I want, who wants to be sold out? S-O-U-L-D. Sold out. Sold out. With tears streaming down your face. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'm sold out because he is the way. This world is looking for hope, ladies and gentlemen. They're not looking for... See, it, it bothers people when, when I say stuff like this. Somebody always had the word from the Lord. I'm kind of shaky with him. That bothers the real spiritual Christianity people. Because, see, they don't know how it is to be real. They always want to act like they're on their game with people. That's not true. I can't find that in the Bible anywhere. I can find some of the greatest prophets there was that sometimes laid things aside and said, You know what, Lord? I'm having a problem in this area. The very prophets that we read from, the very ones that we quote today at times stood aside and said, God, I'm questioning this situation right now. I don't know what to do. There is times, ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to be on our game. But we have to be honest with him and say, Lord, here am I. Help me in this area. Help me with my faith. Help me with my prayer life. Help me. We have a world out here right now looking for, even on the heels of spring break we're coming off of right now, and everything leading up to this week, during this week we call Easter, the Holy Week, we must not get caught up. Sometimes we do it unintentionally, ladies and gentlemen. But we miss the truth of the word, the truth of the truth, the truth of the journey that draws us closer. That reminds us that Christ alone is King. From children to adults, many ages included, we can get caught up in Egg hunts and eating chocolate. Ooh, there's nothing wrong with eating chocolate, or Pastor Ryder. No? Okay. Even chocolate bunnies. Now, I like start ears and getting on them chocolate bunnies. I'm just telling you. I don't like the hollow ones either because I feel like I'm getting cheated out of something. I like them solid ones. You're going to give me chocolate. Hey, there you go, brother. Hey, hey, if you're going to give me chocolate and put weight on me, let's do it with endurance, okay? Now, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah, if you're going to put weight on me, let's do it with endurance. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. But we sometimes miss the journey of this atmosphere, ladies and gentlemen. Today we are standing here walking together. Easter's coming up. We stand here on Palm Sunday just like a crowd yelling that day, supporting Jesus one day, and a week later they was demanding that he be crucified. And we sat in here, service not here, but abroad across this nation. We sat here one day and lift our hands up to a king of kings. I love you. I want you. I do and then when the atmosphere changes, we go from that to, I don't know where Jesus is. I don't know how could you. We go to questioning the very thing that we were standing on strong the week before because our very, very, very assurance was in the atmosphere that we stood in, not on the promise of what he sent. And I guarantee you I could take this mic and start with Jay and come right on down around. We have all had endurances in our life to each one of us was very unsettling circumstances. But can I just reassure you, ladies and gentlemen, that even in the midst of that insurance, he was still the King of Kings. He was still the Lord of Lords. Do I understand him? No. 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 So many times, 
we have all lost loved ones. We've lost family. We've, we've lost this. We've lost that. And I, don't, and I don't understand it. Jesus said sometimes my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. I think sometimes this carnality side, we want the creation to try to stand at the levels of the creator that the devil's able to come into that void and that's where doubt is begins. We are a creation, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he has given us certain authority. Yes, he has given us certain keys. But you've got to realize one thing, ladies and gentlemen. He is still the great I am. He's still the creator. Amen? Because there's questions we'll always have till the very day we step out of time into eternity. There is. But the devil knows how to take that void. There's very intelligent people, way more intelligent than me out here in this world. But it still does not change the fact that sometimes us as creation is not going to understand what the Creator is doing other than He has the plan and we trust Him. Am I saying He calls us out here? No. But what I'm saying is, is in the midst of even in a battle, He shows up, ladies and gentlemen. So as we're approaching the very image, Jesus is approaching the very image on a donkey. The very image of humility, sadly... Not ever, everyone in Jerusalem was welcoming him. Many were disappointed because Jesus refused to establish what they wanted in their eyes and their timing. Jesus did not come to set up that new political system. Instead, Jesus came to change their hearts, to change them from sin through his death and resurrection. John 18, 36, he said, My kingdom is not of this world, and if it were, my servants would fight. My kingdom is from another place. And what he's trying to say right there, ladies and gentlemen, is look, I see what that's going on around you, and I am not sympathetic by what you're going through, but what you need to realize is this is not where the true fight's at. The devil wants you to think this is where the true fight's at. The true fight, that's anointed spit, brother, I'm sorry, I've got my, the, the true fight is can you walk eternity with me? That's the true fight. The true fight is there is souls that are going to be making decisions based on a temporary situation that's going to have an eternal effect on them. And that's the true fight. And I need your light to go in there and restore hope where void stepped in and the devil was to say, where's your God now? Times are getting more tough every day, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not trying to paint you a doom and gloom picture. I'm trying to tell you we are a container of that hope, if never more. But how can we speak hope in the midst of absence of whatever unless we understand the trueness of that word today? Where we have God in America and across this great land, sadly on preaching, sadly on music, sadly on topics, we have got to seek in our preference in so much way that we nullate his presence. If it's our preference, it's got to be right. I don't care about my preference. I don't really care about your preference. But I want his presence. Amen? There's a lot of people who didn't like that song. I've never heard that song in the garden. It still doesn't matter. It was a preference, but it brought his presence. So here Jesus coming, he's writing down. I want you instead, Jesus came to change the statement brought disappointment to those looking for Jesus who would throw out everything that was around him. He wanted, they wanted him to come in like an Arnold Schwarzenegger and come in and take care of that Roman government and set things back and put them the way they wanted it, the way normal was to their life. 
But since he didn't come in that way, then that made doubt and question. That's where the devil stepped in in each one of us, ladies and gentlemen. There is a time between the creation and the creator. When we start trying to question what's going on, there's a void there. The devil's able to step in, and doubt will create a lot of things we don't need to entertain. Amen? We've all been down through that road, and we fight it. Have you ever said, I just can't turn my mind. This is bothering me. My mind's going up and down. This is going up and down. It's because the devil has found a battle zone in each one of us at different levels that he knows he can make hope disappear. First Peter 3, 9, 18 says, For Christ also has once suffered for sin, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. There is going to be a day, ladies and gentlemen, should the rapture come before we get there, but there is going to be a day that we will shut our eyes on this side and open up to an eternal on that side. But there is an assurance in that hope. We are that light carrier. Where would we, each one of us stood on that day among the disciples who welcomed the Savior looking for the redemption covenant? Just stop and think about it. Put yourself in 2023 in Sullivan, Indiana. Where would we have stood, Sullivan, Indiana? Where would we have stood that day on that road as he's coming with everything that we need, what we thought we needed, what we had been praying for, what we had been shouting for, what we had been asking God for, and we come and we said, that's the answer? Yes. It's the answer you need. It's the redemptive answer. See, the very ones that was looking forward and saying, save us, save us, they weren't saying that from a redemption point. They would say, save me from my circumstances the way I want them fixed. Sometimes that don't happen, ladies and gentlemen. But he's still an on-time God. He's still an on-time God. There's nothing in here that never, every one of us, every once in a while, still think about that said, God, I wish that had a different outcome. Amen? Huh? There's nothing, every one of us in here, that cannot say, Lord, I wish that had a different outcome. I think that about your mama all the time. I know your dad, daddy's sitting back here. I don't understand it, brother. Kurt and Savannah with Bethany, I don't understand that. There's a lot of things we don't understand. But I still trust him. I still trust him. Is it hard? Yeah, you asked him, it's hard. Some days it's harder than others. There's something about his comfort, something about his love. Sometimes it's second by second, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes it ain't day by day. Sometimes it's second by second. Sometimes you just got to say, Jesus, I don't know. And there's something about in that stillness he steps in. And that void he fills up. You don't, still don't have any questions answered. But his presence takes you on to the next second. There's something about where the situation May have not really changed in the outward, but the presence inside these vessels has increased. The book of Luke 9.41 records that the unfolding event as Jesus came near to Jerusalem, he looked across the Kindred Valley and it says he wept. And when Jesus came near, he beheld the city and wept over it. Jesus, the King, the Redeemer, wept over the fact that so many lives had closed their eyes to the truth. 
the truth of his identity, the truth of his mission. John 1.11 says, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. And sadly today, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm going to even challenge you in here today, even though we said in here there's many does not, re- and even watching on airway, they do not receive him in the mission he was sent. They receive him in the cry that they want helped in, but not in the redemptive assignment he came for. As I told you last Sunday, there's not a sermon going to be preached that will solve everything in your life. There's not a sermon that you're going to hear that's going to change everything. Oh, there's things out there that our carnality side will entertain. There's things out there that we can hear music-wise, preaching-wise, atmosphere-wise that this carnality likes. But I have found out more than anything when I truly get into the assignment that Jesus called us to be, my carnal man does not like it. Because it makes my spiritual man step up and turn around to my carnal man and say, you know what, you're not in control no more. I choose to let worry go. See, it's a choice, ladies and gentlemen. I choose to let worry go. I choose to let anger go. I choose to let this go because you know what? I want the presence of God into my life. We have to make that choice. Can you say amen? Amen. We're not saved because we sat in a pew. We're not saved because mom and daddy brought us to church. We're not saved because we read the Bible. We're not saved because we sang songs. We're saved because we say, Jesus, here I am, and I need you into my life. It's because we say, you know what, Jesus, I'm going to serve you because my assignment is to let others see you through me. But we don't serve him because the circumstances we're praying for are getting answered in the way that we want him. That's called a genie, and he's not a genie. He's the great I am. Can you stand for a minute for me? There's some watching my air, and there's some in here. We're going to talk about this a little more. I don't know what Pastor Rogers, he's going to do next Sunday. I don't know what we're going to do on the 16th, but that is our baptism thing. But there is, I, I know there's more in here, but I'm going to let that be between you and God. But God has been speaking to you about redoing your, your baptism. You're starting to understand more of the depth of your life is getting deeper with Christ. He's starting to talk to you more about that. I'm going to leave that between you and Jesus and the decision you make. But if that is you and you want to step out and say, Jesus, I want to do whatever you want me to do, then there's a sign-up sheet out there on that foyer. You sign your name on it. On the 16th, get ready. We're going to have a baptism service. Now, does that change everything? No. No. If I had my way of doing it, you know where we do these baptisms? We do them right up on the courthouse square. You know why? Because we've brought them into churches and we've closed in and made a thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But in reality, what we're telling the world is this. The old me that you knew is no more. And I want you to see what the world tried to throw away. I want you to see what my daddy did and what he redeemed and the value that he sees in me. And I'm declaring today that today... You've seen one man go down, but you're going to see a new man come up. Amen? Amen. So I want you to do me a favor, man. Pastor, you ask this every time. I'm going to ask this till there is no more time for me. We all have an assignment. And can I just be frank with you? 
Your assignment is to, to ask people if they know Jesus. Well, I'm just, yeah, you're a son just like I'm a son. You're a daughter just like I'm a daughter. Because you know what? There's no gender in God's eyes. We're all his children. I say that a lot of times to mess people up because they say, you're not a girl. No, but I'm his child. And he sees me as a child with him. Put something on back there, Jace, or whoever's doing back there. They're, doing, they're running a little light back there today, but they're doing a good job. We have a real time media team. I just want you just for a moment, just take a moment. We get so caught up in these commercialized events with Christmas and Easter and Fourth of July. And, but on that day, the answer that they needed was coming at them. And they was more concerned about their situation than really what God was sending them. And it's easy for us to get that way, ladies and gentlemen. We get so focused on this and people leave because of this and people leave because of that. But you know, even in the midst of tears, people can see the Jesus in us if we will allow it. But it's a decision. Everybody's looking for that next thing that I want to storm the altars and I want to go here and I want to go here and they're having revival and they're doing this and they're doing that. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I just tell you, I'm, I'm not too hyped up for people to just go from here, here, and here, go to these things that's happening. I, that don't really excite me too much. Because I'm not going after circumstance situations that's exploding because what I see other places can happen here. But it starts with us individually, ladies and gentlemen. We have to lay everything aside and say, Lord, the circumstance may not change, but the presence inside of me can. And that's what I want more than anything because when you change me inside, it will reflect on my outside. And when I walk into an atmosphere, then I start taking control of the place that had no hope. And it all starts with us having a decision. So first I want to ask you right now, just ask the Lord right now, well, I've been saved for 49 years. Honey, I don't care if you've been saved for 79 years. I want you to ask the Lord right now, Lord, do you want me to get rebaptized? If you do, I want you, me and you to start talking about this. I want to be obedient to you right now. Some people say, well, we don't believe in that. Well, if the Word says to do it, you need to do it. So ask the Lord right now, do you want me to get rebaptized? If He does... Then you go out there when you leave and you put your name on there and get ready and say, you know what, I'm going to step up and I'm going to start being obedient to what God wants me to do. Well, my religion don't believe in that. Well, your religion's wrong. Ha! Woo! Woo! See, I'm not the guy everybody likes. But I'm going to stand on the Word. I'm going to have to give an account for that. Now, my next thing is this right here. Let your heads be bowed. Come on. Who can say, Pastor, I just need... I need to get things right with God today. Just a little bit more than where I had them. Raise your hand up. Take it right back down. Raise it up. Take it right back down. Yeah, one, two. Come on. Raise them up. I ain't going to have you come up. Just say, Lord, today I'm going to let you come in at the level you're supposed to come in, not the level that I want to let you come in. Yeah, come on. Come on. Hands going up everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Come on. Come on. Hands going up everywhere. 
Now listen to me. Let's say this together, ladies and gentlemen. Now see, it was good that you raised your hands because when you raise your hands, you tell the devil, you're not going to hold me by fear. You're not going to hold me because what people are going to think about me. But this is the point that it comes really on you. Your choice is your choice. Now you put some action behind that choice. We can say this prayer and we will. But the bottom line is this, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to take the action behind your choice to say today is today that me and Jesus get deeper than we ever did. Well, how do I do that, Pastor? You do that by just what I said. Waking up every day, spending time in the Word, praying and saying, Lord, here am I, talking to Him just like we're talking now. He knows your heart. Help me, Lord. Get out. Do this. All day long we watch people come in. They was just looking for somebody that could hug them and tell them that it's going to be okay. Did we have the answer? No, we didn't have no answers. But we gave them an answer and his name was Jesus. Hallelujah. Say this with me right now. Say, Father, say it in unison. Father, forgive me. I have not walked the total calling that you've called me to be. I've only let you come in at the level that I wanted to keep you. And it was wrong. I know it was wrong. But today, I stand before you as your child and ask for forgiveness, Daddy. And I'm asking the precious blood of Jesus to not only cleanse me, but to cover my home, change my family, and Father, let the assignment inside of me be such a light to those around me that there will be no question about the love of a risen Savior. And Father, from this moment on, I ask you, Father, to fill me with just the freshness of you. And I'm going to give you all the glory, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we pray a blessing over every family in this congregation. Father, we pray a blessing up over everyone that's watching. We plead the precious blood of Jesus upon them. And Father, I know to many they think this just bounced, but Father, even the ones that needed to make a decision but didn't, Father, I pray that this word marinates in them through the week. And Father, we speak even to the hardness of hearts, Father, that the just the word would massage that heart in such a way that the love of you would step in, Father. Hallelujah. Father, we pray for families to be restored, lives to be changed, salvation, bodies to be healed. Father, we pray for your presence in the midst of all of it. And everything we do, we give you the love and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Just to remind you one more time, evening service, evening service. It was not going to be evening service. It's just